Blair Her Name, a podcast about Xena the Warrior Princess. We're your hosts, bringing you queer content from coast to coast. My name is Ray. I am a queer writer living in the Pacific Northwest, and I also dabble in some graphic design and some general doodle artistry, because that's fun. I currently have all four of my animals in the room with me today, uh, so just a heads up if you hear any adorable meowing and or other noises, it's because of the cute animals that are here, so just deal with it. And that's me. I'm Elliot Junkyard. I'm a queer writer and fiber artist and dabbler of, of many other things living in the mountains in Pennsylvania, and that's pretty much me. Yay! So you know, mm-hmm. I just want to—I just want to mention that I, I am constantly in awe that you managed to get all of your animals in one room ever. Because when I had like multiple pets, <laughs> they never wanted to be in the same room at the same time, let alone in the same room with me. <laughs> I have a constant entourage. <laughs> uh, literally. I leave a room and all four of them follow me almost always. Occasionally, I will have like Sansa or Penelope who hang out outside of the room. And like Penelope kind of does her own thing most of the time. But for some reason, it's like right when I get home from work or like on the weekends, especially, they like all hang out in my room with me. So it is a feat. I I can't help it. I'm just really glad that they love me that much. So yeah, it's good to have an entourage. So thank you. That's cute. (laughs) So what did we watch this week, Elliot? This week we watched uh, season one, episode six, The Reckoning. That's such an intense name. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It originally aired October 16th, 1995, and the IMDb description is as follows. Xena is set up by a mysterious man to look like she has slaughtered villagers who want swift revenge even though they're headmen insists on a fair trial the way this is written it makes it sound like the slaughtered villagers are the ones who want revenge (laughs) not like the other villagers who are still alive you never know maybe their (laughs) ghosts are haunting the other villagers honestly in xena i don't i I wouldn't be surprised if that happened also did they call him the headman yeah which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense i don't know what that word means yeah like i don't know if it's legitimately Thing. That means something like, like oh, it it is a word. The dictionary uh, defines it as the chief or leader of a community or tribe. I had never heard that name before. That is title. news to me. So okay, well yeah. So that's what happened today, and not today, last week when we watched the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was probably my second favorite episode so far because number three is still taking the cake just in character development for me i'll be totally honest and on top of that it also intros my favorite series Uh, is is it a series regular are they a series regular they are a series regular there are i think i mentioned it when we were watching it that that this character is the first recurring character. I think you did, yeah. So it introduces our first recurring series regular uh, that is my other favorite character aside from the core duo. So, Indeed. yeah, I was pretty pumped about this episode. I'm, I gotta admit. Where on our notes are we? I have like uh, all of our notes and then I have like a list on top of all of the most important things from the episode that I want to make sure that I hit. <laughs> 
and I put those in as I was watching the episode. Like, not not today, just like as I was watching, I was like, oh, I know I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about this. <laughs> so, my first note is probably the most important of the entire episode. Why does Gabrielle not have her horse yet? Like, why doesn't she have her own horse? I don't like, understand. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, like, Later on, I don't think she ever gets a horse. She always walks. Why? Like it's, or, or she's riding on Argo with Xena. Like, but usually that's when they're like fleeing from mortal peril. Right, because she makes the comment that Argo doesn't like her, <laughs> which I appreciate. But also, why is she always on foot? I feel like that is very unfair. I feel like money isn't really shouldn't really be an object. It's not something that they discuss as like being a problem at any given time. So it's not like they don't have money for like the housing slash like stabling of another horse if and when they need to. Do they just not want to deal with like training Gabrielle's new best friend? Maybe Xena's just too jealous and doesn't want her <laughs> to have another best friend. I don't know. I need explanations and I'm never going to get them. Maybe Gabrielle just isn't like a horse person. Maybe like riding a horse is like, you know, like in Harry Potter, how Hermione doesn't like flying. Yes, but I feel like well, there's, can't you guys get like a, okay, Argo probably wouldn't tolerate a cart, but I do feel like there would be a better <laughs> way for, I mean, like for Gabrielle to get around in this case. I don't know. So that was my first and, like I said, most important comment of the entire episode because, of course, they're walking through New Zealand greenery, which is very green. And I'd like to know if Greece is actually this green, too, because I feel like it really isn't. <laughs> yes. For people who did not know this, Xena and Hercules were both filmed in New Zealand. So this was like the big thing before Lord of the Rings, like really really brought in all the money it was it was there from Xena I actually remember once when I was watching this show like as it aired there was a contest where if you won it they would fly you to New Zealand so you could like watch the show being filmed but also just see the beauty that is New Zealand I would love for that to, to have been me why was the show oh. airing when I was like three and four <laughs> Damn it! I want to go to New Zealand so bad. Me too. I don't know how. You, I don't even. I don't know how you entered this contest because this was pre-internet. So yeah, probably. I obviously didn't enter it because I was like twelve at the time. But rude. <laughs> it's probably one of those fancy PO boxes. I remember they did those on like Nickelodeon all the time, where you would have to like send a letter and it would go to like a yeah. PO box and stuff. And I, for the longest time, didn't realize that PO boxes were things that normal people could have. I just thought that they were <laughs> like specifically for contests. I don't know where that brain logic is, came from. But this is such a nineties feel. Though. For real though, like I just remember them like coming up on like Nickelodeon commercials and stuff as I was a kid and being like win this sweepstakes sweepstakes is also not a term term that gets used very often anymore either I wonder why that is but yeah like I remember like the sweepstakes commercials being like just like to enter send a postcard to P.O. Box blah 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 and I was like wow that sounds really fun and then also sounds like a lot of work <laughs> so then I never did it <laughs> good tangent guys sweepstakes for life <laughs> Okay, so do you want to, since this jumps kind of right into fighting, do you want to go ahead and do the general intro of the episode? Yeah, so they're walking and then Gabrielle walks off, I don't know, somewhere, and Xena says, don't get lost. And then we hear like horrible cries and screams and open up on like, it's just like this big pan of like three slain townspeople. Then we come, you know, pans up to this mysterious man in a cloak who has 
a sword and he's just like beating the shit out of these guys. It's just, it's not even a fight. It's just these <laughs> village people getting slaughtered. Xena comes rushing up and she's like, oh, you're pretty tough against the unarmed, but what about against me? And pulls out her sword. They get into this like crazy fight. And this guy is giving Xena a run for her money. There's sword clashing all over the place. They're jumping. Xena probably does some flips. I don't really remember, but it's Xena. So she probably does some flips. And then this dude just fucking disappears into thin air. Yep. <laughs> That's a thing that happens. From there, there are some unfortunately dead slash in the process of dying or seeming to be mortally wounded villagers. She goes to go help one and uh, he basically like tears off the tourniquet that she's trying to make him out of his money pouch because of course <laughs> it's the money pouch and the villagers that have not been slaughtered are running from the village to see what the commotion is about because they've all heard the commotion even though it's very delayed that they're like running out here and then they see their town their fellow townspeople murdered slash dying and immediately blame xena because she she's she's a person that's there and she has a sword and there's blood on the sword and they assume the blood is obviously one of their own This scene doesn't really make any sense because, first of all, the one lone guy who's still alive, she's like, keep pressure on that. Like, you know, he's got this like neck wound or chest, I don't know, something wound. (laughs) Something. I think, I don't know what it, where the location was. It was like on the upper half of his body. Mm. And so she's like, keep pressure on this. And I'm like, first of all, Xena, this guy is like, two minutes away from dying he probably doesn't have the strength to keep pressure on shit no but then he doesn't just like you know like slump down he like physically takes the bandage away and pulls the tourniquet off and it's like what (laughs) how do you even have the energy to do that weren't you like literally dying like he's like trying to speak and he doesn't even have the energy to speak but he has the energy to like take his tourniquet off which doesn't make any sense makes zero sense so yeah (laughs) from there with the nonsensical villager they essentially gather him and then immediately try to arrest Xena. And Xena does her uh, sword flippy thing that she does multiple times throughout the episode. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't good. know why this is the thing that she does this episode specifically, but she does it anytime we see her like attempting to intimidate people. She like yeah. does this weird sword flip to like impress upon it's them like- how cool she is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like shorthand for like, watch out, I know how to use this sword. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. I don't at all. But that's the thing. And then does she end up running away at this point? Does she get away or does she have to go back? She does get away. She does, as I have noted, an amazing backflip onto Argo and then rides off. (laughs) Yes. And then my subtitles, as she's doing an amazing backflip onto Argo from the ground, it's fantastic. And Argo appears out of nowhere. Uh, She does her (laughs) Xena warrior cry, which I'm not going to attempt to recreate for memory. And my subtitles called it Uulating. That's that's the <laughs> title for what she does. That's what it's called. Um, I did in fact look it up according to Google. Uulate means a howl or wail as an expression of strong emotion, although it is typically grief. 
I don't I love this. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily correct, but now I'm gonna say it all the time every time she does it. So she uulated, and that was great. Xena rides off on Argo to find Gabrielle. Gabrielle is bathing in a stream. Yep. Just hanging in out. Like, in like I guess her version of like, you know, the shift thing so she can have clothes on. But She's like sitting in this stream, half like up to her waist. Oh, come in, Dina. Come take a bath with me. This stream is great. It's the <laughs> gayest fucking shit I've ever seen. It's oh my god, so beautiful. And honestly, I'm a real. I'm like a bit sad that they didn't attempt to like recreate that scene at the end once everything was okay, and just be like, <laughs> oh look, now they get to have their stream bath now. <sighs> it is like it, it's just like the look on Gabrielle's face is so like. She thought that this was going to be like fun, sexy time because <laughs> they'd been, wa- or I guess Gabrielle had been walking forever and was tired. But now she's found this stream and she's freshened up and Zena can come join her. And it's just like, I can't, I can't with this show. This is only episode six. <laughs> it's so gay. How did they not know what they were doing? It's, that's still my question over and over again. Every single time I think about the fact that they didn't realize how gay they were coming off how i read this thing recently about how like it was something like if you're watching a show and it seems gay and you think it might be queer baiting especially if it's an old show it was probably because there were a ton of closeted people in the writer's room and they were intentionally trying to make it as gay as they could without actually saying and like Xena was my first thought oh obviously it wasn't it wasn't an article about Xena it was about I forget what it, it was about something specific but I was just like oh my god every single person beside the lead guy mm-hmm. must have been queer for real <laughs> for I totally agree with that gay. Like, there must have been, like, eight lesbians on this writer panel. <laughs> oh, my God. I believe it, honestly. I just realized some very sad news that uh, you just made me think about it, and now I'm sad about it. Oh, no. I'd forgotten. Okay, so do you remember that forever ago there was going to be a Xena reboot? Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was officially dead. Yeah, I think I heard that recently. Uh, no, not super recently, but. Yeah, I heard that it was like stalled, but I'd never heard like officially that it was dead. That makes me really sad. Sorry for the bad news for everybody who didn't know, although everybody probably knew because it looks like this news came out in August. (laughs) So I'm about a year late, which is great. So where were we? Um, Uh, Right before they got caught. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the ululating. Um, Yes. Oh, and then we go to the the townspeople, oh, and God. you were mad about the hats. <laughs> I'm always going to be mad about the hats. Have you met me? <laughs> it's my entire <laughs> life at this point. I can't. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Like, why do they always have hats? Where do they get them? Why do they have these hats? They have no purpose. They don't have bills. They, like occasionally there's one dude who has like a headband and that seems reasonable because if you work out in the field then yeah you're gonna need something to catch the sweat before it hits your eyes i understand that logic why the fuck are there weird little (laughs) fucking like flat caps on here i do not understand okay i'm done yeah so basically there's a bunch of angry townspeople who are 
basically all for like lynching Xena. Honestly, I feel like Angry Townspeople is like the best explanation for this entirety of the episode and that the only relevant points aside from Angry Townspeople are the introduction of the character that we need to discuss immediately, which I'm really excited about. It's coming up. It's coming up, guys. Like, yeah, everybody's an angry townsperson. They're all mad at Xena because they think that Xena killed their friend when she did not, in fact. And they aren't actually, like, they're trying to be good about giving her a fair trial, but only, like, one person is actually good with that. And everybody else is like, kill the witch, basically. Yeah, pretty much. For this scene, there's, like, there's one one douchebag in particular who would, like, every time he walked on screen, all I saw was the ancient Greece version of some dickbag wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah, basically. That's actually the perfect like, way to describe and, it. And, like, his first line is, we don't need a trial. And, the like, the chief guy is, like, just gives him this look that's, like, what the actual fuck is wrong with you? <sighs> At least somebody wants, like, legitimate justice in this. And not just angry, cruel justice. Okay, so I let's just get let's get to the heart of it because, like we said, we we we're trying to not do super play by play things, and at this point, it, I feel like we have established essentially what is happening. The townspeople just kind of want to crucify Xena, and uh, Xena blatantly didn't do what they think that she did. The strange hooded dude did, and so to get to the heart of the episode, they essentially end up locking Xena up after they capture her, determine that they'll have a fair trial in a few days, and while Xena is locked up, the hooded figure magically appears in her cell. And that hooded figure removes his hood and appears to her as Ares, the god of war. And also... Thank you for that. Uh, my favorite character that, as I said, is not one of the duo. So this was a big moment for me. So good. So good. He's so majestic. He's so perfect. I feel like I have an entire list of like things that he was as he was like unveiling himself. Look at me. He has an amazing 90s goatee. Well, I mean, he does oh, in so this episode and, and all of his episodes. It's like it's part of his like his look. He's like weird leather ensemble. It's it's ve- it's all very nineties. It's peak nineties. I fucking love it. Peak I love 90s. Aries. I love that he's played by a guy named Kevin Smith. I love everything about him. Everything about Aries is the best, and I will blatantly state he is my problematic fave, and nothing that he can ever do is really 100% wrong in my eyes, because I kind of love him. This is also me blatantly stating I don't actually remember what all of his plot lines are, I just remember how much I adored him as a child, so just like heads up if he does anything super terrible, I didn't know, but he's still kind of my fave, I will admit it later. (laughs) Anyway, I love him so much. My entire note section here is literally like, I think his first words to her are literally, look at you. And I'm just, I just can't. I can't. I fucking, no, what? Oh, wow. Love him so much. And from there, I'm literally just like, fuck yes, my heart. And then if we had a jingle, we would put an Aries jingle in whenever he appeared because yes, please. And I even like the goatee. I like the goatee. I'm a lesbian who likes the goatee. What? Stop me. Save me now. I don't know. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then he says, he tells her as she's like chained up in front of him, this is not kinky at all, that he is her former mentor and her greatest fan. And I just can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. It's, this, it's very sexually charged. Well, I mean, every scene with Aries is very sexually charged. They spend like 
at least a minute of screen time in this episode, just eye fucking. Like there's two Every time. significant scenes that that are focused just like are just the camera like focusing on Aries's face and like going back and forth between Xena and Aries. Like, I mean, there's like subtle eye fucking, and then there's the camera is focused a hundred percent on this eye fucking. <laughs> Yeah. And it's literally almost every single time that they interact with each other for like long extended periods of time and they're not directly in the shot together. So literally, if they aren't directly in the shot together making eyes at each other and they're like outside and the camera has to pan on them, then the camera is doing like dramatic cuts of them from like staring at each (laughs) other intensely. And I just, oh, God damn. Yes, please. Seriously, if I didn't ship Gabrielle and Xena so much, I would be so hardcore down on this ship. I am down for this ship. Like, this ship, I would sink on it. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, I also want to mention that Xena, while she's chained up, is in her weird shift thing. (laughs) Because that's what you do when you kidnap, imprison someone, is take off their clothes and chain them up in their underwear. Yep. So... Pretty sure that they put her in the shift just to like make it sexier when Ares shows up. Because then, like, one of the first things he does is like makes her chains disappear and then he gives her like a sexy evil shoulder rub. Oh no, I love it so much. Oh no. (laughs) It's so good. I don't know. I have an obsession with the like mentor mentee romance trope. And I think this might be where I get it from a little bit. I I don't know for sure if that's it, but I think it might be. I think that it, co- it could have been the gateway drug to that trope. So, you know. Yeah, I was watching some Northern Exposure today because that's a thing I do. Speaking of 90s <laughs> TV shows, I was watching it and being like, oh, my God, this is where I got my enemies to lovers thing from. Oh, my God. Right. That moment when you find your like the thing that you have made so iconic in your head and you find the source of it. Oh, God. I feel you there. I feel you. Yeah. So basically, he ends up whisking her away into kind of like a dream state almost like he like takes her out of the prison, but doesn't actually like remove her. He just like takes her out mentally and is like, here, look at this. We're in this really sexy place with candles and now you're in a robe and now we're like, there's a bed right there and we could go lay lay on it. (laughs) And my notes here are actually my favorite thing because legitimately, I just, I have so many feelings. I just really love the way that Ares looks at Xena. (laughs) Like it kills me a little bit inside. I just... He looks at her with such adoration, and you can just tell that he loves her so much. And I just, please watch this episode, and then you can understand. Because what you need to do is you need to go out, and you need to get you a human that looks at you like Ares looks at Xena, and then you'll know it's true fucking love. (laughs) That's real. He loves her so much. Oh. Okay, this is a a thing that I've brought up multiple times in these notes, but he specifically says that, like, she was his at certain points or that, like, he used to, like, used to be hers, etc. And they don't ever state it, but I think that they're getting into, like, the patron god shit here of, like, who people worshipped and who was their primary god to worship, etc. And he keeps saying that, like, Xena moved on from him or that he wants her to come back to him. And so I don't think we're going to get an answer to this, but I would really, 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 really love to know 
who Xena's patron god is now that Ares isn't her patron god. Because the entire point of this is that he's trying to woo her back into his into being under his... I don't even want to say command because it's not even that. It's just like he wants to be her god again, basically. Oh no, I just had so many feelings from that sentence. <laughs> I just got butterflies. I love him so much. He just wants to be her god again. And fuck, honestly, if it wasn't for Gabrielle, I'd be so into this. You need to stop me before I spend the next like 15 minutes going on about just this one scene. <laughs> I will. I mean, it is a good scene. And my notes for this scene were Xena has found queer love. She doesn't need you, Aries. <laughs> so Which, we, I mean, we're on opposite it's kind of true, though, because you've mentioned multiple times that without Gabrielle, Xena might revert back to her warlordy ways. So it is the power of queer love that is Shit. keeping her a peaceful Xena. You're right. You're right. You're right, boo. You're right. It's true. It's true. Then there's some naked time. Yeah, I was a little afraid that Ray had expired because <laughs> there was just a lot of all caps naked. I asked if... <laughs> He had survived, and then it was like, no, the podcast continues with Ghost Ray. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not alive anymore, guys. This is my ghost speaking. I've just been <laughs> hanging out, waiting for the podcast to record <laughs> for a few yeah. days since we last watched the episode. This is what I do now. I'm here only to haunt the podcast, <laughs> because this killed me. Because basically, Ares picks up this like fancy dress. And then disappears Zena's clothes. And so then she's just there standing in front of him naked for a few seconds. And he like, he helps her into this dress, but it's, it's a normal dress, but he puts it on her like it's a robe. So like, I, I mean, I'm just going to chalk it up to God powers because this dress doesn't have like a front opening. I don't know how it got on her when he like put it over her shoulders, whatever. Magic Elliot. He's a fucking God. Yeah. Okay. Give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. He can do whatever um, he wants. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna give this one to him. <laughs> Thank you. I also had a revelation that we don't have to address at the moment, but for whatever reason, in this very moment, he calls her a warrior princess, and then I realized Xena isn't actually a princess, so where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> um legitimately can i have some answers thank you i would like to know why she is a warrior princess um we know exactly where her family hails from so why are we calling her a princess i think i've gotten to the end of my screaming now oh no 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 i'm not no i was gonna say but what about this line <laughs> that you all said <laughs> <laughs> oh my god was I alive at any point during this entire episode, though? Because I don't. I think don't so. I, yeah, I don't think so. At least not when Ares was on the screen. No, <laughs> which is a good portion of the episode. Yeah. So at one point, he is basically telling her that like she should come be his again, and that if she wanted to she would just have to say his name and he would rescue her and give her an army and they could like lead the world to greatness and it could be under in like ruled in peace under her reign and then he says fulfill your destiny and fill me again with the delicious sight of you and i hate him so much and i love him so much i love him so much it's so disgusting i love him so much okay i'm for real done you, you take over elliot Take the reins. <laughs> I also, I mean, I also love him in a in a slightly different way. I, he's more of like that 
kind of gross character that you still really love. Yeah. My, my commentary was, he's so slimy and I love him. It's right, though. <laughs> he is slimy. And I admit that. But also, his remarks about how, like, Xena, you'll be the, the warrior in charge of everything. So there'll be peace. And I was just like, bitch, you are the god of war. You're going to try, really, and tell her that you want peace? Really? We're, I, we're going there? Really? I know. I, know. I, I understand. <laughs> and I agree with that one. He's very obviously doing something that he doesn't need to be doing. <laughs> He's trying real hard. <sighs> oh, and then um, we have we have more eye-fucking. More eye-fucking comes up. More white dudes don't want to have trials. Okay, yeah. I have a big problem with this town in general. Because... The old man who is the head chief or whatever seems to be the only guy who has any commitment to the law because they're just like, we don't need a trial. I'm like, in what world do you go where they just choose to have a trial when they feel like it? Like, what? For real. I agree. It doesn't make any sense. These guys are ridiculous. And I did try to, like, reason with them for a second and be like, okay, wait a minute, like, maybe it's because Ares is around, but I really don't think that Ares has influenced them aside from killing the villagers. Yeah, and then, so they're taking Xena out to, like, hang her or burn her or execute her in some way, and Gabrielle shows up and is like, if you're gonna kill Xena, you have to kill me too. You're already gonna kill one innocent person, what's one more? Which, like, is a fair point, Uh, but also... Gabrielle wants to die by her beloved side because she's Gabrielle and she's so good. I love her so much. Oh my god. I just, I feel like this entire episode is actually just a really good, like, white dudes be crazy <laughs> episode. <laughs> they could be like, that's it. That was, that was the, that was it. That was the episode. But yeah, so they essentially decide that, you know, okay, well, now that somebody who's obviously innocent isn't going to, is going to try to die, Blake, by her side, we should probably wait and have a real trial. And then my favorite part is that literally Gabrielle turns into Xena's actual lawyer and like says things that are very obvious real lawyer speak, such as, I'll just have to find some exonerating evidence. (laughs) Yeah, she is like full lawyering up. It's yeah, like, like in her in her time machine has been watching some like fucking Law and Order or CSI something. I don't know. <laughs> we both know, like like I said, she would be watching Suits because it's gay. Yeah, that's, that's what she would do. She would be watching Suits and then she'd be learning from the best. <laughs> but yeah, and so she would probably be like, man, that Gina Torres. Oh yeah, that's some that's some good shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, for some reason you're trying to make Zena wear clothes, and I was really offended by this. <laughs> I just didn't understand why she had to be in her shift all the time. Like they're already keeping her in jail and accusing her of a murder she didn't commit. She doesn't even get to stand trial wearing clothes. But I forgot that you know some of us. We like just, ladies. We just, okay, yeah, okay. I just want nice things, Elliot. God. I just want some nice, sometimes naked things. <laughs> okay, let's see. Gabrielle attempts to find some exonerating evidence. She coins a new style of boots called warrior boots, <laughs> which is my favorite thing I've ever heard. 
Yeah, she goes and attempts to find some evidence is unlucky in that regard because Ares is being a bro and is slowly making the evidence that she finds disappear. His goatee changed. I also don't know where this comment came from or like what started this comment for me but i said this is such a, such a my fave is problematic moment for me and i like <laughs> don't know if it's just because he's like trying to like frame her for murder <laughs> or what i said it about but i said it about something yeah i think it was probably that because after he made the footprints which was her evidence disappear not he didn't really do anything else right so it had to have been that i must have had a moment of oh no he killed people and is like trying to get her oh i know what it was he's blatantly trying to manipulate the situation in his favor that's what it was and i had a moment of damn it why are you being an asshole because <laughs> i want to <laughs> love you but yeah and then you made a very astute observation which i very much liked oh was it <laughs> is it the one about how they have no idea how to know whose blood was on the sword because there's no fucking DNA testing in ancient Greece. Yes. Yeah, because like throughout this trial and throughout the episode, they keep saying, I don't know, one of them had a really stupid name like Areolus. Areolus. And they just kept saying it and they were just like, Areolus's blood is on her sword. And I'm like, bitch, how do you know? She's a warrior. Anyone's blood could be on her sword exactly literally how often do you think she sits around and cleans her sword i mean if she's a good warrior probably she cleans the blood off right away but I mean, that's still probably true i mean she does she does there's quite a lot of scenes of her like gently <laughs> handling it so probably often but still my point still stands and oh we have a credit scene coming up after uh gabrielle does some lawyering she does some pretty impressive lawyering all things considered yeah, she does some really good lawyering. One one of my favorite lines was she talks about Xena's fine medical knowledge <laughs> when she tried to save the one dude who was still alive. That's true. That's true. I feel like as I'm looking through my notes, literally the only thing I scream about in this entire episode is Aries. So like, I'm sorry, this is all on your shoulders, Elliot. <laughs> I was not here for anything but Aries and boobs. There is a scene where douchebag headband guy comes into the room where where they're keeping her prisoner and she's chained up and he like slaps her in the face and then starts punching her in the stomach like he eggs her on or something about the men that she's killed and like says their names and like says that they have kids and wives and bullshit and then just starts beating the shit out of her. And Ares is just watching, waiting for her to, you know, say his name, which is a little weird. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> um, but then she has this moment of, like, quote, super mortal strength. <laughs> super mortal. Where she, like, breaks out of the chains and, like, starts beating up people. And this is this is the part where you notice that her boobs are strapped in so well that they don't shift when she's <laughs> jumping around. I can't believe you called me out for that. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was in all caps. And you already mentioned paying attention to boobs. I'm sorry that I have <laughs> things that I focus on occasionally in a TV show where most of the women are scantily clad at some point throughout the episode, <laughs> Elliot. I mean, I wasn't judging you. I was just making a comment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. 
I guess I made a rule that my new name is uh, the local boob expert. I missed all of this. What is happening? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for myself in this entire episode. So yeah, Zena goes a little crazy. She starts punching people. She accidentally hits Gabrielle or knocks her down. I don't know, something like that. But it's it's very traumatic for everyone, including Zena, probably especially Zena. Yeah, but then they don't lock her back up afterwards. Like, she starts tending to the guys that she beat up. Right. And then, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. I don't understand at all. And then Gabrielle, being the good friend that she is, once she is back, Zeno willingly goes back in her cell, still isn't chained up, but goes back into the cell anyway. Gabrielle comes over to, like, her little, like, cell window, and... Zena feels so terrible, and she's like, why are you here? Why did you come back? Like, you should have left. And Gabrielle is just like, what you did wasn't you. I know that. I love them. It made me ship them again, because I, I, ne- I needed the reminder after my, my Aries infatuation. So I'm pretty happy about that. It was really good. It made me feel feelings. Then we get more Aries. Shocker. <laughs> Where he's like, things aren't looking good for you. That that court is totally gonna murder your ass. Yep. And so they they make a they make a deal about how if Zena is found guilty, all Zena has to do is like say his name, and she can call on whoever she wants to um, to join her army, and you know she can murder everyone and become his warrior queen again or whatever she would have been upgraded from princess to queen so that happens and you can see xena's xena's having moments of 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 smart thinking and she's like okay i agree to that oh we forgot to mention how thirsty aries looks in this scene which is so thirsty incredibly (laughs) so thirst oh my god he's so thirsty he a thirsty boy the thirstiest the thirstiest this next scene they move from her being in the cell to her basically like kind of at the trial they they make her guilty and are like ah like she's gonna she bitch is, is gonna get killed because that's that's what being guilty does to you here and she then of course says Aries name and then calls on her army which are the three men that were killed in battle and fucking Aries response is my favorite thing in the world here he literally he laughs he laughs and he loves it and he thinks it's the best thing she could have done and like you just you just see he's like oh I've been had and this is great like he's not upset yeah. at all and that's my favorite thing is he's not upset he loves he this. Is, he is fucking delighted his his line is actually marvelously manipulated my dear oh <laughs> like that boy is gonna go back to his god palace or whatever and jerk off about how she got him so good yep 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 that's legitimately probably exactly what happened and then he just disappears and he just loves her so much he loves her so much and then somebody one of the dudes that is brought back to life calls Xena um, the very soul of goodness, which is very sweet and adorable and everything she needed to hear because, you know, she needed to get something out of this entire endeavor. So at the very least, she can get sweet nothings from random strangers. Yeah. My gripe is that, like, well, the people who came back from the dead are like, man, she was awesome. Like, she tried to save us and like I saw her defend us with like, you know, my last 
breath or whatever as I was dying. And But then the town just fucking cheers. They don't say thank you. They don't apologize. They just cheer along with this dude. And like the cheering could very well be for the people who came back from the dead, not for Xena. I think Xena deserves a fucking apology. I agree 100%. Like, they were douchey as hell, and they need to apologize to her. I think that's that's almost the end of the episode, except for the, the last scene with Zena and Gabrielle being ridiculous. They're walking away, and Zena is still having some guilt over having accidentally hit Gabrielle, and Gabrielle is kind of like, ah, it's okay, and then she, like, punches Zena. <laughs> She tries, be like, Haha, now we're even. But then she's like, I think I broke my hand. The poor thing. Like, she tried so hard. She tried <laughs> so hard. I love it. And we then officially headcanoned Aries as uh, Pan because he he has a quick voiceover. I don't remember what the voiceover is, but it's a, it's a voiceover and it's it's thirsty as heck. Oh, yeah, it really is. It's basically just like thirsting all over Xena. For real. Uh, One of us was like, how do you ever keep it in your pants? (laughs) Because (laughs) seriously, Aries. No, for real. I I think the bro just literally fucks everything. I think that's what it is. So yeah, he he has to. There's no other way to handle the situation on his end. Yeah, the thirst is real. Yep, real thirst. But yeah, so that that's basically it. the The episode ends up with with a real thirsty god doing some voiceover, and that's basically it. So yeah, it was a huge iconic episode for me, at least. I am very hyped, not only because Ares is a returning character, but he's the first of multiple gods we'll see throughout this series who make that's true returning who become returning characters yeah so that's exciting and then like it's a big step into the mythos of the world that xena is in which i very much appreciate i appreciate anything moving into myth into like the mythology so i'm super down with that i'm super happy about this step so i'm hoping that we get to see more of it soon yeah it was a it's a good episode to like really start getting us into later story arcs and etc Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's basically it. This episode was mostly me just screaming over Aries. It was a lot of that. I mean, that's legit, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is legit. It's totally legit. So, I mean, it's the straightest you're ever going to see me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably do some wrap-up stuff. Oh no, guess what I forgot to do. Was it the Queer Rex? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just real bad at stuff. I'm real bad at it. You do yours real quick while I'm searching. Okay. I have one. Keep going. Okay. So this week, my my Queer Rec is a podcast by Cameron Esposito, who is a stand-up comedian. You might know from her stand-up, she has a, a special out called Rape Jokes, which I haven't seen yet, but is gotten really good reviews you might also know her from the tv show she did with her wife called take my wife her wife is also stand-up comedian raya butcher they are also awesome and a great twitter follow if you like people who are awesome mm-hmm. um, but the podcast that i'm recommending is called query and it's really awesome <laughs> obviously or i wouldn't be recommending it what it is is cameron interviews a different queer person every week 
and they just they just kind of talk about whatever. I really like the format of the show because she the conversations happen really organically. She doesn't have a whole lot of like super prepared questions. So occasionally they'll just be like a pause longer than you're accustomed to hearing in an interview because a lot of times, you know, interviews sound very polished, but like you'll hear a three or four second pause while like Cameron is thinking about the, you know, the interviewer, the interviewee's response, or she's thinking about what she wants to say next or how she wants to phrase it. And I really like that she leaves that silence in because so you can, you can like hear her contemplation. It feels and- very authentic. Yeah, it does. And I really like it. Um, I've been listening to it for a while, but I kind of got behind on my, you know, like my backlog. So I listened to like three episodes recently. Um, One of the ones I listened to the other day was with Jeffrey Marsh, and they are an amazing human. So that one was really good. Um, Another really good one. And actually, I discovered Cameron Esposito because she was a guest on Paul F. Tompkins' Spontanean Nation. and, And I was like, man... This lady is fucking hilarious. I need to look into her. And then I discovered that she does all kinds of shit. And I was like, gotta do that thing. Amazing. Um, I love that. Like, as a couple, they are so iconic and perfect. I love them. They're so good. They're so good. Oh, it wasn't some... Okay. And Andrea Gibson was one of the ones I listened to. And Andrea Gibson, who's the poet, was another recent one. And their interview was really good. And also, Cameron did an amazing one with Lena Waithe. Which was so good. Fucking listen to that shit. So good. Lena Waithe is amazing. I love Lena Waithe so much. Sorry, for some reason it took me like 20 (laughs) seconds for that to like process what you'd said. I Yeah, I love them so much. I think the most recent ones that I listened to were um, the Tegan and Sarah ones because Cameron did two different uh, episodes with Tegan and with Sarah separately. And it was so interesting because you never hear them talk separately. Yeah, I I haven't listened to those those episodes but that is really cool that she did them separately yeah yeah that's awesome that was a big point that they like mentioned in the actual episodes they were like so i want to get to know you as you not as like the tegan and or the and sarah and i really appreciated that nice yeah so yeah all right so that's that's my queer rec for this week it's called the podcast it's called query you can find it wherever podcasts are found it's on the earwolf network and it's great the end okay i really hope i haven't already recommended this i need a list of all the things that i've already (laughs) recommended as i was going through my podcast list i found something immediately one of my favorite so i'm a big audio drama person as is elliot and so a lot of things that i will likely end up recommending are audio dramas etc and uh one that i kind of forgot about for a little bit because i hadn't posted in a while and then recently started posting again uh back at the end of may i believe what is the strange case of starship iris have you heard of that one elliot oh yeah i think i listened to maybe one or one or two episodes and then i never went back okay so it's basically a super 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 queer firefly i would say uh basically why have you only listened to two episodes i do not know please fix this i think you know i don't think i think that one was like on a list of things i wanted to check out but it wasn't that wasn't the one that i listened to a couple episodes i think the other one was called like girl in space i think that was the one oh that I yeah 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 yeah. Two, um that's not super queer but it's okay it's decent i just caught up on that one this last week so 
Yeah, not queer at the moment, but it's okay. It's it's a decent podcast. Yeah, The Strange Case of Starship Iris is written by a queer person and has a ton of queer people. I think the entire um, cast is also queer, if I'm right. I might be lying to you on that one. But also, it's super diverse, too. And essentially it's like i said it's queer firefly and involves like aliens in space and is about a i think she's a scientist or like a biologist or something like that and she is she ends up on a ship that like i don't i don't remember the beginning of it it's been so long since i read it but ends up essentially on like a piratey ship and ends up with their group and it's just the cutest most adorable thing and i love them all so much there's a trans character there's a a trans character in a relationship with a non-binary person there um and like there's likely an ff ship coming and then like it's just there's so much goodness there's so much happy goodness and it's so good and just go just go listen to it just go listen to it take my word for it i don't remember the beginning of it because it's been forever since i listened to the beginning but like i said they just started coming out with new episodes uh back at the end of may or something and it's so worth it just go catch up please go do it you'll not regret it that sounds amazing and i'm going to add that because today i was catching up on podcasts and i was like i could look for a new audio drama or i could just listen to the black tapes again (laughs) oh i got my girlfriend to start listening to the black tapes yes yeah uh, that started last weekend so it's just all i want i just i just it's all i want i know honey i know i was listening to some fucking like legit hp lovecraft that i had borrowed from the library and i you know like i don't know if you use overdrive but they like separate it into parts and i got i was like most of the way through the second part and i was just like looking at my car radio going where is the horror i thought this was horror Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, honey. It's okay. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I guess you should probably go and, I don't know, listen to another podcast. I forgot how to do wrap-ups. How do endings work? How do we end an episode? I've been out of it all day. Love you guys. Um, You guys can all follow us on Twitter at Blair Her Name Pod. You can email us at Blair Her Name. Um, please leave us ratings and reviews. A five star would be preferable. That would be fantastic. <laughs> My Twitter name is at Elliot Junkyard. Elliot with two L's and two T's. And mine is Ray Likes Cats, and that is Ray like an E like in Star Wars. Yes. And we are always on Twitter, mostly. So yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, we you can always email us too. It's blairhername at gmail dot com. We're we're pretty easy to find. So, you know, and let us know if you have something that you want to talk about or anything like that that pertains to Xena that you think that we've missed. Please let us know. We'd love to talk to you guys. Please do. Please talk to us. We're lonely. We just want to talk to you about queer shit. That's all we want. That's all we want. That's legitimately it. Just we don't you want to talk about queer shit with us too? Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. I guess on that note, thank you guys yep. so much for listening. We hope that you had a good time listening to me scream about Aries and Elliot trying to keep me in line. <laughs> this is basically the entire episode. And we hope that you will join us again in about two more weeks when we post episode seven. Thank you guys for being here. You're the best. The bestest, bestest. The best, the best, the best. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.